Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of We're Not Fucking Historians with me, she and Todd, and her. Are you allowed to say that? I think you're allowed to say her, yeah. Hazel Hayes, yeah. is that me? Are you, are you referring to me? That's only what I'm going to refer to you as. Her. Hazel Hayes, the cat's mother. <laughs> Have you ever heard that phrase or is that just it a It used to phrase? do my tits in that phrase. Who's she, the cat's mother? No, she is the woman I'm referring to by using the pronoun <laughs> she, which is the correct fucking pronoun for her over there. So I don't know what your problem is. I don't know why would we have made the word. It's like saying, you know, the book. <laughs> Who, whose book? The cat's fucking mother's book? No, the book. Like I'm just, I'm just using a pronoun to refer to it because that's how the language works. Like what? Anyway, that's sorry. Yeah. That clearly was in there and needed to come out. <laughs> Hazel. Shane. We're recording this via the medium of the internet. Yes, we are. I don't know how that works, but all I know is I'm in Northern Ireland. You are in London. Terribly far away. And via the medium of the World Wide Web, we're we're recording this now. We are far away, but you were further away recently. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> Why were you in Kenya? Were you out there, you know, off the back of this podcast? Were the Kenyan people like, let's get our favourite half, you know, controversially, of the, the <laughs> We're Not Fucking Australians podcast crew out to talk to us? Or like, what were you doing there? Well, what it is, is I like, what I what I do is I just sort of tour about all the countries that the stupid Brits colonised and I find I make immediate friends for life there because what you do, you just strike up a conversation about the British. We all hate them together. And then you, you've made a friend. I had a great time. They loved me. They love the Irish over there. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Biggest animal you shot? Shane, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I would never. I would never. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> the biggest animal I saw was an elephant. Wow. You shot an elephant? Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> okay, edit, okay. edit that so I just say an elephant yeah. Um, um, yeah no but it was lovely I <laughs> I got talking to quite a few people who were a little like reticent at first and then but as soon as I said I was Irish straight in friends for life they love it and then I was so, I was able to sort of get talking to them and turns out they got their independence in 1963 and and one of them didn't even know Ireland had been colonised by the British and, and so I was like oh yeah same 1921 and they're wow. like no way you two I was like yeah, yeah yeah a little bit before you how's it working out like we've got 40 years on you it's good so far it's good so far um yeah they love it it's great now, were you away <laughs> with anyone English yeah 
That's awkward for them. <laughs> That's a hundred percent awkward for them. No, just sitting, I'm, just sitting just in sitting the back there of being a jeep. Like, sorry. <laughs> to be fair, I will say this: every single person I met, everyone we met, was just so lovely. Like, regardless, they were so lovely, and it reminded me. And I kept saying this to people, although they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. It felt like being in Kerry. It felt like being down the country in Ireland in a little village where everyone knows everyone and they just want to feed you. They just want to feed you and take care of you. That's all they want to do. Yeah, I mean, that I don't know if you know, but is the official tourism slogan angle that the the Kenyan (laughs) government like to bring out. You could be in Kerry. That's what they say. You You could could be be in in Kerry. Kerry. There's, There's lions, but hey, you could be in Kerry. We are going to delve into a big subject this week. Yeah. It's a fun one. I mean, it's not... I mean, as per, yes, there's a lot of murder. How, how many people get slaughtered? Too many. A lot. A lot. A lot. Okay. This week on this episode, we're talking about Nile of the Nine Hostages. Do you know anything he is all about Nile and the Nine Hostages? Nile? I know that... Um, I know that his name was Nile. Yes. And he had nine hostages. Or what? Or was one of nine hostages... Who were, who were being held somewhere. You're closer to it at the start. <laughs> Niall, spoiler alert, is a guy that absolutely loved to take hostages. Oh, for fuck's sake, Niall. Yeah, this is a, this is one of those ones I like because Niall is a semi-mythical Irish oh, king. Oh, one of these guys. Okay. We also haven't had like just a full-on cretin for a while. I wouldn't say he, come, he comes... I don't think he comes across as... One of the worst, definitely not. <laughs> but he just likes to take hostages. He takes a odd hostage. Okay, I'm not saying the guy doesn't <laughs> like to let off a bit of steam and enjoy himself. I'm not saying the guy doesn't like a bit of crack. I'm saying right. he's not he's not up there with the worst that we've done. Okay. But Nile and the Nine Hostages do sound like a band that would have supported Damien Rice back in the day. Oh, Damo Rice. I was such a little fangirl for him. Yeah, I really was. You know, throw, throw in the throw in the odd foot tapper. You know what I mean? They don't they don't all need to be ballads, mate. But Niall was a semi mythical Irish king, which I like because these stories are always a little bit grander. They're always yeah. a little bit more magical. Bit weird. Ru- yeah, and there's room for stuff to be just genuine lies, which is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we love. Niall was uh, an ancestor of the O'Neill dynasties or dynasties. You know, tomato, tomato that uh, dominated the northern half of Ireland and reigned from 6th to the 10th century in Ireland. So he was he was an ancestor of a very, very, very powerful kingdom or empire, whatever you want to call it, the O'Neills. And that is something that I'm going to bring back in at the end, the word O'Neill. So um, some people say that Nile of the Nine Hostages, and we'll get to his nickname, uh, his reign was... They're guessing around the late 4th, early 5th centuries. Although some modern scholars like us, you know, some some modern historians like me and you, Hazel, reckon it was about half a century later. But he is presumed by some to have been a real person or at the very least a semi-historical figure. But most of the information about him is kind of like legendary. There's a lot of hearsay about him. But he might have been a real guy. He's like Harry Potter. He might be real, he might not. I don't think Harry Potter is real at all. Well, you're you're in the more you know negative camp. Whereas I mean, there's camp, a lot of people like myself who genuinely think that you know he might have he might have been a real person. Okay, you could have said it's just you could have said Jesus, but you said you've said Harry Potter. Yeah, but Jesus is. I mean, we know Jesus wasn't real, but we're not sure about Harry Potter. 
here's the thing. Here's what we're going to set up. This is big Irish family drama early in Niall's life. All right, there's a lot of shenanigans that go on. There's a lot of family shit, and we're going to try and get through it. So this is... Title of my fucking autobiography, Shane. (laughs) A legendary account of Niall's birth comes from the 11th century. The account comes from the adventure of the sons of... And I am going to disrespect the Irish language so hard here by trying to pronounce this. Eokid Mugmedden. That's not what it is. But um, in in this account, the High King of Ireland has five sons, right? He has yep. four by his first wife, and her name, and this is right, is Mongfind. 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 That's his wife, Mongfind. Great. Now, I'm sure if you were the wife of a king back then, you must have been like you know had some beauty about you, because the king. You know they were like very entitled. Would always a lot of time pick the most beautiful woman in the in the land or the town or whatever. But I'm struggling to see Mongfind as a stunner. Mongfind, (laughs) Mongfind sounds like she was working the plow. Mongfind was definitely playing hurling for sure before she met the king. So the king of the high king of Ireland has five sons. He has four by four by Mongfind, who's gross. (laughs) (laughs) You've decided. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and a fifth, uh, who is Niall, by a second wife, who, by the way, genuinely was called Karen. No. Yeah, she's no. called Karen. But of course it's spelt in a weird Irish way, and I can say that. I'm allowed to say that. Sure. Um, so what happened is the King of Ireland was with Mongfind, had four sons as he was the High King, and then he basically had a roving eye, and he said to Mongfind, this isn't working. So he has taken up with Karen, who was the daughter of the king of the Saxons. So she was English. Fucking Karen. She so, probably went in to complain to the manager and that's how she fucking yeah. met him. <laughs> yeah, that she wasn't married to the high king of Ireland. And excuse like, oh, me, excuse sake. me. I'm not actually married to the high king. <laughs> and I'd like, I'd like to see your supervisor. <laughs> the, them getting together is big because her dad is the king of the Saxons. He's the Irish high king. So oh. you might think with her background and the fact she's marrying the Irish high king that she's going to move into a life of uh, opulence mm-hmm. and riches and just she have a great time. She might fucking shut up and stop complaining for once. Well, the only person complaining is Mongfind. Mongfind sticks about oh. and really, really makes life hell for Karen. Because Karen's pregnant with gets pregnant with Niall. And Mongfind, as soon as Karen moves over, Mongfind doesn't move out of the castle and just oh. forces Karen to do like heavy labour, to do work. She's making her draw water from a well. And everyone in the kingdom is scared of Mongfind, including the king. Including <gasps> the, the high king of Ireland. Bear in mind, that's his title. Shit scared of his ex. Shit scared so of his ex. So controversial. Do you think she's maybe like the OG Karen? Do you think this is how, she's it, origi- how it happened? She's the original Karen. This is she's her like origin Karen. story. This is like how yeah. she became the Joker. Yeah. Some bitch was just really mean to her for a while. But here's the thing. Karen wasn't... Well, I was going to say she wasn't mean to her. She sort of has stolen her husband. But the king basically went over, brought Karen back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's That's more fair. the king's fault. I mean, she'd every too. right to be upset. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. But what she does is... She really takes her anger out on Karen and she basically makes her a slave. She makes her work for her. No one in the kingdom, no one in the castle uh, is challenging her on this. They just kind of let Karen work away and they're scared of Mongfind. Karen gets pregnant 
with with Niall mm-hmm. as she's pregnant. Monfin just makes her work harder. Monfin's like, here we're doubling your shifts, big guy. Jesus Christ, she's like Amazon. To the point, to the point where Karen is going to draw water from the well for the village, and she has the she has Niall as she's going to get the water, <gasps> just like on a grass bank, just in the middle of nowhere. Um, and out of fear of Mongfind, Karen just leaves the baby on the ground. Classic historical behaviour, isn't it? Oh. They're always just putting oh, kids man. in baskets and leaving them places, yeah. sending them down rivers. And it always comes back to bite them in the ass. Like, that kid is never gone for good. Never. The only river here is the river of anger coming from Mongfind's big fat head. <laughs> <laughs> She would have had a big head on her, no? So Karen, scared of Monkfin, leaves the child on the ground because she's just so scared. She knows Monkfin's never going to accept the child. Uh, the kid's just exposed to the elements uh, and stays there until the baby's rescued and brought up by a poet called Torna. Good for them. Who must be shit because I've never heard of him. Oh. <laughs> he was brutal. Fair. Fair. I mean, it's a pretty cool name. Torna sounds like it could be like a clothing brand, you know, that a, yeah, that yeah, a yeah. DJ would launch. But he <laughs> saves Niall. He he and his wife take Niall in and raise him. Um, they do a great job. They're lovely people. Beautiful people. Aww. Really nice. Really look after him. When Niall gets a little bit older, he hears the story of his mother, of Karen, of the High King of <gasps> Ireland, and about Mongfind. And Niall basically says, like, nah not having that because he hears that his mother is still being treated the same way so Niall's grown up by this point he's become a man Mm -hmm. and he decides that he's going to go and look after his mother and step up to the plate when you say look after his mother do you mean just go kill a bunch of people on her behalf I think he's thinking it would be pretty cool to be the king okay just so we're clear he's not going to go he's not going to go just like bring her some muffins and cookies and no no no. Okay. He heads towards the the castle where where the high king. Does he Rome raise is. an army? He doesn't raise an army. Oh fuck! Not he yet. Haven't had anyone raise an army in a while. Hey, he's barely been raised himself. Hey ho! So uh, what happens is Niall shows up years later, and Mongfind is absolutely fuming. She, she's like, yeah. "There's no way." He goes over to his mother. He finds his mother again drawing water. She has to draw water from a well. He goes up to her and he's like, "Listen, your boy's home." And she says, "I don't have a son." She's just so scared to have this child. She was so scared at the time that she just blanks it out. He goes, "Listen, ma, look at my face." And she must have gone, "Hey, he looks a bit like me," because she's like, "Yes." He says, you're not going to be drawing water anymore. You're going to be taken care of. Takes his mum, marches into the castle. And he's like, Mongfind, listen here, you dick. I see you, you stupid bitch. Yeah, you, I'll have you at our school. That's yeah, what he you, said to her. you big dick. He says, listen, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. And I'm here. I'm not here to take part. I'm here to take over. I'm here to take hostages, maybe. And Mongfind says to the king, like, look, this isn't your son. The king takes one look at him and he goes, yeah, that's my boy. <gasps> That's my boy. This very day, Mongfin says to the king, the High King of Ireland, "We need to retire. You need to step back from your duties, your royal duties. Yeah. You need to re- you need to appoint a successor. So it's got to be E O C H A I D, which is probably like I'm going to say it's Owen, but it's Echid. Echid. E O C H A I D. Egghead. Is that what you said? Let's call him Egghead. She says. She says. Egghead's the oldest. 
right? You've got to appoint Egghead as your successor. <laughs> Egghead the High King. Yeah. No, Egghead was the High King. Shit. Oh, oh no. Okay, let's go Egghead's back. the High go King. Mongfin goes, King Egghead, you need to appoint a successor right now. Egghead's like, right, okay, no problem. We'll have a fair contest. She goes, no. Just pick your oldest son, obviously her son, Breon. And Egghead's like, nah. And I need to find a druid because we need to get a contest going amongst the brothers and we'll find whoever is more deserving will become king. So they set up Ireland's next top high king, essentially. Yeah, I love that. Love when they do that. Was Tyra Banks there? The first ever reality show. She wasn't, but a descendant of hers was, probably. An ancestor. An ancient descendant. Um, <laughs> so he has a contest. Uh, the first round, they shut all the brothers in a burning forge and tell them to save whatever they can. And they decide to judge their character based on what they choose to save. What would you save? Oh, just probably like a picture of me or something. A little framed, a little framed photo of you. A sign, fo- sign six by four of me. Yeah, great. Okay. So Niall comes out with an anvil. I don't even know what that is. Um, Breon comes out with a sledgehammer. He saves a sledgehammer. Okay. Fakra comes out with uh, a... (laughs) Fakra, who, by the way, might be establishing himself as a bit of a legend here, and I think he should have been the king. Ham sandwich. He comes out with a ham sandwich. Even better. Guy comes out with a pail of beer. Oh, mate. Fella just runs out with a pint. Love that. Uh, Elo. I don't know. Elo. I'm going to call him Al. He comes out with a chest of weapons. And Fergus comes out <laughs> with a bundle Fergus. of wood, which we can agree is so shit. It's so Fergus of him. Yeah, Fergus is the biggest. No matter who wins, <laughs> Fergus is a loser. Monfred's like, there's no way we're accepting this decision because everyone goes here. That anvil's yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a next round where they go out on a big hunt. Uh, so that's how they want to establish who the king was going to be, who's, who's a great hunter. Mm-hmm. And they go hunting, they get a little bit hungry. The brothers are in the middle of nowhere in the countryside and they they need water. They decide they need water. And they send, I think they send Fergus out to go and get the water because he's the youngest. Big I think mistake. that's right. He's just going to bring back wood. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we can drink this. We can't, it's a fucking plank. <laughs> you plank. <laughs> so um, he goes to a well, but he, fi- he finds that the well is guarded by what can only be described as an old hag. You know, like an old hag, like an old woman who's just... An old crone. A troll-type woman. Love it. And she says to him, good banter from her. She goes, listen, you can get a bit of water from this well, but you have to give me a wee kiss, and I'll give you some water. Fair, fair. Shane, she's just lonely. I know, but she's a hideous hag. I know, but that's why she's lonely, and maybe she's... Yeah, but these are are some good-looking boys. Exactly. All the more reason to want a wee kiss. Fergus and I, I'll say no. They're the ones who go out. They see her first. They say no. They return empty-handed. They're like, absolutely not a chance. Uh, Faker goes out. He says, listen, I'm interested in the water. What about this? Gives her a quick peck. Quick peck on the cheek. He pussies out of it, right? He's frigid. (laughs) He's frigid. He gives her a kiss on the cheek. She says, no. She's like, no, you need to give me more than that. He's like, I can't. He runs away crying. Niall, on the other hand, or boy Niall. This old hag goes, you give me a kiss, I'll give you a bit of water. Niall says, well, what do I get for a good old-fashioned fuck? Because <laughs> Niall just starts getting wired into her. Wow. Yeah, he's getting off with her, he takes her clothes off, and he lies with her under the stars. Lovely. Gives her Ireland's, Ireland's first big old dirty shift. I love that. Was it at yeah. the back of a disco? He just absolutely one imagines one imagines there was a disco nearby. The faint the faint sounds of 
Peter Andre floating by on the wind. Yeah. Those coloured lights through the windows. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm actually genuinely really glad that she got a shag in there, actually. Well, here's what happens. Niall wakes up in the morning with her with uh, her in his arms. He wakes up to the most beautiful maiden. The most beautiful woman you've ever seen in your life. Wow. She was an enchantress. She was a they trickster. She says to Niall, listen, not only are you getting a big pint of water here, but you're going to have the kingship of Ireland. Not just you, but for many generations, 26 of your descendants are going to be high kings. And she says, remember Faker gave her a wee, gave her a wee smooch just, yeah, on the, yeah. just on the cheek? She goes, listen, we'll give you a wee, bit of, a wee bit of something. Two of your descendants are going to be high kings and the other frigids get absolutely nothing. Nothing for you, lads, you cold-hearted bastards. Now, come here, hold on. Just so we're clear. Niall shagged her. Yeah. And he gets to be high king and 26 of his descendants will also be king of... That must have been some fuck. (laughs) Well, it just goes to show you that if you... What, Shane? What does it go to show? Please tell me. That when an old hag woman asks you for a kiss in return for a bit of water, don't be afraid to go for a snog. Don't be afraid to just go all the way. So it was a it was a it was a prophecy sort of thing. It was an old stinking dirty old troll woman prophecy. Love one and, of those. Uh, and and I was gonna say the rest of them fucked it, but literally Niall did. Yeah. Niall got the water, and what we're gonna do is stop for a water, a tea, a coffee, whatever you want, and we're gonna come back after these messages. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hazel. Nile of the nine hostages. We've got a bit of background on him. He has a penchant for the older woman. Oh. He's won the contest to be the High King of Ireland. He's Ireland's next, next top, top king. High king. 
Love it. Next up, I can. I I N T H K. I mean, it doesn't work. It doesn't roll off the tongue, but like we'll work on the marketing. All I have to say is I'm beside myself for, for Niall. I, I didn't see this story going this way. It's a bit of a fairy tale so far. Here, here, here's where we were. Niall has become High King of Ireland because he's had sex with an old lady yeah. and his brothers have established themselves as like local kings. The so lads. That's still, that's yeah. still pretty good. Yeah, They're yeah, getting yeah. taken care of. Jobs for the boys. Wee bit of nepotism. Yeah, all 100%. Especially Fergus. How's Fergus Fucking a local king? Fergus. I'm livid, honestly. <laughs> Fucking Fergus and his wood. Probably MDF too. Probably wouldn't even good wood. <laughs> Brion rules the province of Connacht. Uh, but here's the thing. We're going to get a little internal here. Remember I told you there's a bit of family drama? Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you've got five boys, all with titles, their heads are going to butt. Yeah. For sure, heads are yeah. going to butt. There'll be some scraps. There'll be a few bruises. So, Brion rules the province of Connacht, but Faker makes war against him. Oh. Brion beats him and hands him over as a prisoner to Niall. So, he's basically said, listen, you're the High King. I'm going to give you respect. Our brother tried to overthrow me. I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to give him over to you. Okay. Classy move. Classy move. Classy. And also, hostage number one. But here's the thing. Fakra's son, who's called Nath I, right? Which I'm just going to call him Nath because I think Nath's pretty cool name. Yeah. He continues the war. <laughs> so so Brian's like, thank God I've got rid of my brother. Then his nephew comes along. He's like, here, I'll fight you, you dick. And eventually kills Brian. Nath kills Brian. Faker uh, and Al at one point are like doing a lot of stuff together, you know. They they defeat Monster in a battle because these these boys are running Connet. They defeat Monster in a battle, and uh, at one point Al gets captured and literally cut to pieces. Oh, so there's because of that there, there's there's a big war between Monster and Connet for many years. Although. <laughs> Thankfully, no, it's just in a rugby pitch. <laughs> now, according to sources, there was a war between Niall and the King of Leinster. Now, who would, who would be the modern-day King of Leinster? Leinster's Dublin, right? Who's the modern-day King of Leinster? Brian O'Driscoll? Right, right, yeah, fair enough. So, <laughs> Niall and the modern-day equivalent to Brian O'Driscoll. Nice. This guy has a name that looks like it should be sp- said Eochid McEnney. I'm going to call him Clive. Yeah. Right? So Clive is the King of Leinster. He's named as Niall's killer in a lot of sources, although the circumstances for it vary. A lot of sources do agree, though, that Niall died outside of Ireland. Some people say that he was killed on the English Channel. Uh, Some people say Niall was killed in Vaden, Brittany, when this happened. So, you know, let's just say he he, he did a little bit of travelling as well, which was nice. The the sort of battle with Clive begins when... um, Clive is refused hospitality by Niles Poet. He's doing a bit of travel. Niles Poet won't take him in. So uh, apparently he makes war, destroys Niles Poet's stronghold, kills his son. So all these accounts basically say Niall was at war with Leinster, but uh, they make peace on the condition that Clive's handed over. So Niall gets the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Niall gets Clive, chains him to a standing stone oh. and sends nine warriors to execute him. So again, with the nine theme, right, which I'm going to come on to the name at the end. Um, But according to your source, Clive breaks free, breaks his chains off and kills all nine of these assassins. Wait, was he magical? He may well have been, but from the sounds of it, he probably wrote that story. Mm. 
You know what there I mean? There is always like, that. There is always oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I killed them all. Yeah, no, I kill, killed all of them. Like bro- broke frame of chains, killed them all. Yeah, and and he apparently he executed Niall's poet by throwing a stone which lodged in his forehead. So, you know, it was definitely a rocky relationship. Anyway, Niall exiles the King of Leinster to Scotland. Mm-hmm. And this is where the story becomes even more confused. Niall starts a war in Europe, all over Europe. We know that Niall did travel and probably did start wars because there was a lot of Roman silver coins found in County Londonderry near me in 1854 that suggested that Niall and his boys had raided the Romans, which is pretty sweet. Mm. Uh, he gets around, does our Niall? He gets around in more ways than one, let's just say. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, gosh. His body is apparently buried in County Meath. He was succeeded by, get ready for it, Nath. Oh, Nath's back. Okay. Brian Baru, our boy, eventually overthrows Niall's family. The oh, O'Neill so he came in just after all this? No, I think down the line, down the line. Oh, okay. But the O'Neill's ruled for so long and Brian Brian Baru was the one who overthrew the, that, that dynasty. So Niall, Niall of the Nine Hostages, one of the reasons he might have got that name is they say that when he became the High King, he received five hostages from the five province of Ireland okay. and one each from Scotland, the Saxons, the Britons and the Franks. So it might have been he received those nine hostages. Um, other accounts say that uh, lesser kings sent their sons to his court. Um, you know, nine of them, mm-hmm. not not as hostages, but more as like a symbol of their, uh, what would you say, like their bend in the Not hostages, just, just like interns. Just interns, just work experience <laughs> just, boys. Just there basically. for the summer, just there for the summer till they, till they go back to college. Now Hazel, it's time for the curveball. Do you think you can handle what I'm about to tell you? Probably. I don't think you can and I don't think the <laughs> listeners can. Hold on, hold on. Let, let's just check. Michelle, can you handle this? <laughs> Ke- Kelly, can you handle this? Shane, can you handle this? I honestly think <laughs> this may be the best curveball in a historical story of this all time. This better be so good. Niall loved taking hostages, we know that. Yes. He liked to receive hostages. No matter what the source for his name was, we know in some way he took hostages. Okay. According to folklore, his most famous hostage <gasps> was a man known as Sukat. Better known as St. Patrick. Maywin Sukat? Yeah, St. Patty himself. Niall apparently took St. Patrick as a hostage. Theoretically, if it wasn't for Niall taking hostages, we might have all been eaten by snakes. Because he he would have stopped St. Patty getting all the snakes out of Ireland. Absolutely. Which, I mean, of course, in my episode, we proved there were never any snakes in Ireland. That said... I still with, disagree. Rolling with the idea that there were, yes, let's completely give all credit for that denial. Well, don't we love it when historical figures we talk about crossover? I I've done love I've done a crossover. two crossovers. I brought you St. Patrick, I brought you yeah. Brian Baru. It feels like when um Angel left Buffy at the end of season three, and then like you thought you were done, and then whole Angel spin-off, but then sometimes Buffy would just fucking show up. In Angel. Right, right. And you would just lose your shit. That's what yeah. it feels like. You know what's weird is also another hostage you took, you're not going to believe this, Ronan no. Keating. <laughs> I knew that's you were going to another one. I don't know, that's one of those ones they're not <laughs> sure like, about, but they think Ronin. that might have been. Yeah. <laughs> they said, Ronan, if you go anywhere near Nile, he might take you as hostage. And Ronan said, no matter what they tell us. Uh, that's a smile on your face. 
That's a seven out of ten, Ronan, for me. That's a seven out of ten. That's good. No, it's good. It's amazing how you can speak right to my heart. What's amazing is that this isn't the Valentine's episode and you're you're serenading me. (laughs) So, look, I'm going to talk about Niall's legacy and his descendants. Please do. He was the founder of the most powerful Irish royal dynasty, like, of all time. Power His descendants. His descendants ruled. Remember the old woman in a prophecy? His descendants ruled Ireland for six centuries after his death, which is a lot. That's a lot of centuries, given that there haven't really been that many. There hasn't. Hazel, that's one thing we always say in the podcast. There hasn't been that many centuries. There just haven't been that many centuries. There are so many descendants of Niall. Niall, the High King of Ireland. Niall of the Nine Hostages. There is so much research about this, as will blow your mind, but they basically, in 2006, scientists found out that Niall may have been the most... The words fecund, fecund, it means like <laughs> the most fertile, like you have loads of descendants guy. So hold in on, come Irish here. History. Do you think like me and you were probably related That's what to I'm saying. in some way? Well, I looked at a map based on this. It's the first time in my life I've ever looked at a map. And <laughs> <laughs> I just wish we had footage of this, whatever this is oh, you're about to say. I had a magnifying glass on and a deer stalker hat <laughs> and uh and it's 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 a lot of it in modern day Northern Ireland where his descendants are. So let me break this down for you. He's apparently second only to Genghis Khan worldwide <gasps> for the amount of descendants he has. And I think we all know, Shane, that Genghis had quite a few descendants. Well, Niall also has loads in in the northwest in Northwest Ireland. As many as one fifth of men have a common Y chromosome that lies within the haplogroup R1b what that means is 1 in 12 men in Ireland have this genetic signature and as many as 3 million men worldwide might be his descendants get ready for this the name O'Neill one of the most common maybe the most common Irish surname literally means descendant son of Niall oh yeah O'Neill from Niall Anytime we talk about the O'Neills, the O'Neill family, the ruling family of Ireland, in, in our podcast, we're talking about descendants of Niall. My mind is fucking blown. Basically, it's a, I'm thinking it's a wonder this guy had time to take us. This is the amount of curtain he was done. <laughs> what's, he, what's he getting up to? Like, Let me ask you, speaking of descendants and people being related to people, let me ask you this, to, to, to leave Niall with the nine hostages where it is. Hazel, are you related to anyone famous that you know of? Just myself. No one in the family? No one like a distant <laughs> relation? Like, come, like we're from mm, Ireland. You genuinely, must be, I think I'm... related to someone from Poison or something. Or... Oh, gosh. No, I mean, I will say this. I grew up near a lot of people who became famous. Give us the um, best one. The best one? Well, like, Damien Dempsey lived two doors down from me. Damo yeah. still does. Okay. Um... He's a good lad. Uh, Keith Duffy lived quite nearby. Do you know Damien Dempsey? Yeah, he's my neighbour. Maybe we could get him on the podcast down the line. Oh my God. Yeah, 100% we can get him on the podcast. He fucking loves Irish history. Class. He also, here's a, here's a nice sync up to what we were t- discussing at the beginning. He sings a song, which I think is called Maasai or about, or about the Maasai people. And I was recently in Ma- the Maasai Mara in Kenya. And I was like, where do I know that word from? Maasai, Maasai. I was like, it's from that fucking Damien Dempsey song. And it's about all the people who got colonized. 
and the Maasai were one of them. And I'm like, my neighbor wrote this song and now I'm in the Maasai Mara with the actual, the Maasai people. And that was really cool. Hazel, I can't see for the amount of links in front of me. <laughs> so many links. Listeners, if it's safe to do so, get a machete out and try and cut through the wreaths of these links that we have laid out in this episode. Oh my God. There's too many. There's too, I don't even know where, I don't even know where to begin. Abraham Lincoln over here like we're we're bringing it all together can I just ask did you bring this up so that you could tell me what famous person you were related to I don't know of anyone uh, you're pretty famous yeah no one's more famous than me and my family Jesus Christ (laughs) but (laughs) I just think that's funny that like you know there's that old adage in Ireland of all we're all related but like we kind of are and yeah, it's you because can't, you really can't swing a cat for Irish people or people no. who know know or like Irish people or have some story about you Irish you said you can't swing a cat for people that are related to Ireland but you know that's because Niall was swinging a cat <laughs> hey you know hey, a oh. very old troll pussy that's so bad I've said that oh, but uh, but fair play to him for doing that we appreciate fair it brother play, wouldn't Niall. Be here. I also wonder you know how we brought up Turkey a lot and we found a couple yeah, of Turkish Mirada. listeners yeah I'm wondering if we have any listeners in kenya oh if, i'm sure if, we do if maybe they could get in touch with us via the email i'm sure we do our email is hello at nothistorians.com that's the one hello at nothistorians.com this is very niche if you're living in the mara and you listen to this podcast i would i would be only too happy i would be over the fucking moon to hear from you we have heard from some people, including Michelle Brown, getting in we touch have, an email. We have. She says hello and then starts a new line, which is a touch of class. Regarding the most recent episode on Bram Stoker, Hazel mentioned the legend of the evil elf that was buried upside down somewhere in Derry. There is a movie based on that premise you might be interested in called Boys from County Hell. I've actually heard of it. The Hour Talk. That was him, the troll, the hour talk. Ah, that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, 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 not that. A different troll. He was the one that they had to fucking kill and then they hung him upside down oh, and he kept coming back yeah. like the original vampire dude. Yeah, Michelle Brown says it's uh, sort of a lighthearted horror movie, if that makes sense. Not the best movie, but I've certainly seen worse. I have heard of this movie. I think I know some of the actors that are in it. So uh, so I'll check that out. But I like that because we always talk about, oh, if we were doing a film of this and that, but yeah, people are yeah. already beating us to it. They're beating us to it. They've already made them. I like how she says it's not the best film as though any part of me was expecting to go into that experience and see the best film. Do you know what's the best film of all time? Categorically, the best film of if all you're, time. If you're going to say Beverly Hills Cop again. The one about the little troll that's buried upside down in Derry. Like, no, no it's not definitely not going to be the best movie of all time. I really thought you were going to say Beverly Hills Cop. Well, Beverly Hills Cop 2 probably is. Last thing, I know the producer told us not to read this. Hannah sent an email with a subject line just said, Gabriel Byrne, not dead. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. We were talking about Gayburn. We were talking we were about not, two different men named Gabriel Byrne. Byrne. Gabriel Byrne is an actor. He was in The Usual Suspects. Yes. Gayburn, presenter of The Late Late Show, has sadly passed away. Lord rest yes, his soul. Yes, but Gabriel Byrne is alive and kicking. Alive and kicking, unless this podcast goes out at a time when Gabriel Byrne has sadly passed, in which case, Lord rest his soul. Yes, yeah. 100%. Okay. And by the way, do you know what I love? Finn, our producer's got in touch to say, by the way, we've had 44 downloads in Kenya this month. And that's true, and I love that. We've had 44 downloads in yeah. Kenya! Most of those were me while I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just downloaded every episode twice. 
were you just forcing <laughs> poor, poor like tour guides taking you around to download the podcast as if it's not bad enough that the fucking uh, british gave them such a hard time then i went over converting yeah. them to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> look uh oh, we, we appreciate all the correspondence all the emails get in touch if you would like to and we are on social media platforms, aren't we, Hazel? We are on all of the all of the platforms, the plats, as you might call them. No one ever has, but I might start it. Uh, I'm the Hazel Hayes. You are Shane Todd of Shane Todd Comedy. Is you right. can also, you know, rate rate the podcast, like, subscribe, say nice things, share share it with your friends, share it with your family. Yeah, and just remember, I was going to say, remember until next time, we're not fucking historians, but I think just for one week only, I'm going to change the final message to just say, just remember, Gabriel Byrne alive. Gay burn, unfortunately, passed. Yeah, I think that that's that's a good one to remember. And I'm going to sign off with goodbye in two languages. So I'm going to say slán. We're also going to say kwaheri, which is goodbye in Swahili for our 44 Kenyan listeners. Go on the Kenyans. Go on the Kenyans. On the town. We're not fucking historians. Is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Biggest animal you shot. Was an elephant. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 